Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Right in, how about that? <laughs> so last time we, t- we were together, we have been talking about, or we've been talking about dwelling, dwelling, a dwelling place, a fortress hiding place of, sa- of safety and peace. Um, and this hiding place, we are invited to experience as we walk with the Lord. And so we're going to continue to explore this concept of dwelling. And so in today's topic is entitled to dwell or dismiss, to dwell or dismiss. And so I want us to examine our, our walk our Christian walk, as, and as we continue to determine whether or not it's time to dwell or dismiss. And so we discovered that to dwell is to live somewhere, to remain for a time, or to continue thinking, writing, or speaking about a particular point, like to dwell on the conversation that you had, even when it's long over. You dwell there. That's an example. Now, our aim is to know Christ better, to grow in intimacy with him, and to become more like Christ. As Paul said in Philippians 3 and 10, he said, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his, of, of his resurrection and participate in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. And so Paul challenges himself, and all believers, to keep moving forward in our walk of faith. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, and that is forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the Living Translation says it this way, I focus on this one thing. By the way, that's Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Again, it says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So when Paul said he was forgetting those things which are behind, he's referring to not looking back at past relationships and memories, failures, temptations, or anything that might distract us from having a single-minded focus on the upward call of God in Christ. That word forgetting in Philippians 3 and 13, means dismiss or dismissing, dismissing from the mind or paying no attention to. To forget in this way is to stop dwelling on something. And so when it comes to moving forward, our bodies tend to move automatically toward the place where our eyes are directed, right? And so, for example... In order for a runner to win a race, they must dismiss or forget every distraction from their mind. 
to increase their chances of winning. They don't look to the left. They don't look to the right. They don't look backwards for, for sure because it will slow them down. And a runner who, keep, who keeps turning back to see what's behind them will lose the race. And so Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Don't look back. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't let anything behind you interfere with your present progress or future efforts. For Paul, personal growth as a believer was a constant priority in his life. In fact, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The New Living Translation says it, says it this way, forgetting those things which are behind, which means throwing aside every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and running with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So how is it that things which are behind us hinder our progress and spiritual growth? Well, I'm so glad you asked. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Paul writes, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Stay with me. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So it describes this spiritual metamorphosis that God uses to transform us into his likeness. He sent his son into this world to die on a cross so that our old sinful natures, nature could be changed into a new nature. All of us by nature are sinners and condemned to die, but God through his son has provided the free gift of salvation whereby he might suddenly be made righteous in his sight. In other words, salvation. That term, metamorphosis, by definition, means a complete change of physical form or substance. That's in the animal world. It is the marked and rapid transformation of a larva into an adult creature. But in God, in his infinite wisdom, but God in his infinite wisdom and power has designed a different kind of metamorphosis for us by way of our salvific experience through Jesus Christ. And so part of that process is instant, and part of it involves the shedding of old habits and patterns that life has developed, that we've developed before salvation, and it's replaced by a new pattern that's fashioned by our conformity to God's image. And during this transformational process, we have to decide whether we're going to dwell in the house with emotional baggage, bitterness, unforgiveness, which can slow us down, by the way, and keep us locked up in the past, or in that place 
when we allow God to investigate those inner recesses that reveal to him, that's revealed to him and no one else, that place allows us to dismiss or forget, as Paul says, what is behind us. He says, don't look back. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't let anything behind you interfere with your present progress or future efforts. Dismissing things that have fulfilled our flesh and satisfied our, our sinful appetites. You may be saying, well, how else will we learn from the past, right, if we don't look at it? Well, we're not talking about learning from the past. We're talking about living, a.k.a. dwelling there. That's the difference, and that's what Paul is talking about here. We're, we're not to be living in the past. Okay, and maybe it's time to unbecome. That's a very familiar term that we're discussing in our community. Maybe it's time you unbecome some things in this season of your life because it's not profitable for you. Maybe it's time you move forward from the old patterns and old ways because they're keeping you from focusing on the upward call of Christ or upward call of God in Christ. Maybe it's time to dismiss past conversations, relationships, memories, failures, temptations, and anything that's going to distract us from having a single-minded focus on God, a single-minded focus on where he's taking us. And not thinking about those, those things that's going to distract us because they're no longer serving us. And as believers, our eyes should be facing forward and focused on Jesus Christ because he's our ultimate priority and that's what makes our lives worth living. So the question is, are you going to dwell or dismiss? Well, I hope you've been encouraged, and I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. That is always our prayer. Remember to go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to the platforms where you can listen to the previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how we can serve you, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line. Same time, same place, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.